Welcome to another Evotel podcast. I'm John Kerrick. I'm joined here by Bradley Becker. He's head of brand at Evotel. Bradley, thanks very much for popping in again. Yeah, thanks for having us, John. Nice conversation. Uh, you guys have just been rolling out in Krugersdorp recently. What's been happening? Um, yeah, so Krugersdorp um, was also one of the first areas that we went live in um, in 2019. Um, so over the last you know few months and years, we've kind of just expanded that network into further parts of Krugersdorp. So um, yeah, it's been been quite a journey. Um, you know, it was one of our first aerial networks, so it, you know, it was a big learning experience for us, but yeah, it's one of our bigger networks. I think we've connected uh, or we've passed roughly around 12,600 odd homes. Um, so quite a decent uh, size network that we have built in Krugersdorp. And, you know, we are looking at always expanding wherever we build. So Krugersdorp was just one of those areas. Obviously, you've learned a lot since 2019 in, in these last couple of years. Uh, what was it like, if you can think back to those days when you started rolling out? It was, as you said, uh, up on poles. So you're running it at, whereas the other, your competition, should we say, were running it underground. So let, let's talk about that. How was that accepted, first of all, by Krugersdorpians? Um, yeah, I mean, again, you know, there's, there's various ways of, of rolling out a network, you know, there's different methods, um, you know, we're not the only uh, fiber provider that does, you know, deploy aerial networks, you know, in the past, aerial networks were, you know, less disruptive to, to deploy, and they were a lot quicker to, to get, you know, up and running. Um, but you know, like, the, the initial pushback that you always get with any civils, project, no matter whether it's a trench network or an aerial network, you know, it is, is a, quite a disruptive, um, you know, process. Um, so, yeah, we did have, you know, some pushback, um, but I think we worked extremely well with the community. We, you know, we, we try to build relationships with the relevant people that, you know, kind of looked after the community to ensure that, you know, or to ensure them that, uh, you know, we had their best interests at heart. And, and we kind of just gave them all the reasons why we, you know, why we chose the, the, the aerial uh, deployment method. There's, there's various pros and cons to it, just as there is uh, various pros and cons to a trench, you know, a conventional trench network. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's been up since 2019. We haven't had any issues. Um, you know, we've connected quite a, quite a lot of people to the, to the network. So although there was, you know, some pushback in the beginning, you know, I think it was just change and, and people just needed to kind of get used to that change. Um, but now everyone is benefiting from it. And I think the times that we're in at the moment, um, I think people don't even, you know, realize that there's a pole outside of their house with the, with the fiber cable being strong on it. The one thing you guys are very proud of is making the neighborhood look like it was before you started the installation. If I take a drive around Krugersdorp now, would I even notice that there was construction work and poles being put in a couple of years ago? No, yeah. So from, from a civil's point of view, you know, we don't really have to trench when we, when we um, you know, deploy an aerial network, which is obviously one of the benefits. Um, and in most cases, you know, we'll always try and, and plant these poles, you know, if we deploy an aerial network closer to trees, um, etc., so that it kind of blends in with, with the surroundings. You know, we, we know that the biggest pushback that we get with an aerial network is the aesthetic side of things. Um, but, I mean, the quality of the network is exactly the same as if it was trenched. Um, so we do try our utmost best to kind of blend the network in. Same with, with, with the trench network. You know, you kind of need to reinstate the grass and all that so you don't see the trench lines. Um, and the same thing goes for an aerial network. You mentioned earlier over 12,000 homes that you've currently hit at Krugersdorp. Uh, difficult question to ask. You're very proud of your uptime. 
Now, you, you've got experience now at, at, in Krugersdorp. It's been two, two and a half years, almost three years now. What sort of, do you know the percentages? Do you know how successful you've been? Um, I mean, again, like we try and keep that standard across our network, irrespective of whether it's an aerial build or a trench build. Obviously, you know, with a, with an aerial build, being, being able to uphold, uphold that, um, you know, that uptime percentage is, is a lot easier because we have, you know, 24-hour access to the network, right. um, you know, should things happen. Um, but, you know, usually, you know, any outages that we do have, we, you know, we stick to trying to get everything resolved within our 72-hour, you know, service level agreement that we have with our partners. Um, and it's something that obviously we do take very serious, you know, like um, we, we, we are just like every other FNO uh, in terms of the, the technology that we use and, you know, networks aren't always bulletproof. There are things that happen. Um, but the thing that we, we just pride ourselves the most on is when these things do happen, you know, we react very quickly to them because um, we know how important it is to, to constantly be connected and especially now during these times. So I don't have the actual percentage, but, you know, our goal is to have a 99.96% uptime. Um, there's certain factors that aren't always in our control. Um, you know, municipal damages, someone possibly crashes into a pole. Tree falling down. Uh, tree falling down. <laughs> you know, there, there's various things that do happen that we don't always have control over. But, you know, one thing that we can guarantee is, you know, we will attend to it mm. with, with a dash of speed. Uh, I'm a West Rand boy, so I know a lot of Krugersdorp schools. Tell us about the initiative and, and how they their lives have changed in two years. Because 2019, it was all hunky-dory. Yeah. Uh, 2020 happened. So I'm imagining they've loved the fact that they've got Evertel Fiber in their no, schools. No, definitely. Definitely. I mean, obviously, with any any network that we deploy, um, our CSI initiatives are probably you know some of the most important initiatives that we have at the business, um, and the schools one you know is is right down our alley. Um, we we have the opportunity to be able to provide in in various ways, and like you said, you know. The, the reliance on, on good connectivity nowadays, you know, is so much more important than it was in 2019. Um, a lot of the schools are adapting and, and have, you know, been adapting over the last two years, um, you know, um, and us being able to provide that connectivity and make it easier for them and, and you know, give them less stress, you know, to you know, not having to worry about that connectivity side of things and, and rather focusing on the things that, you know, really are crucial um, is important to us. And, you know, we've connected... Uh, roughly around seven schools in Krugersdorp um, since 2019. And again, you know, we always encourage schools that we have, you know, potentially missed to, to reach out to us because, you know, the more schools we can connect, the better. Um, so, yeah, at the moment we have seven very cool schools that we've connected that have supported us along the way. Um, and, yeah, we look forward to supporting them even, you know, down the line. Uh if you've watched our town halls, Bradley's always rah-rahing about bringing in uh, other service providers. You're creating yep. an opportunity for small local service providers to get involved. Uh, now that, again, two years, two and a half years that you've spent at Krugersdorp, have you empowered some small little service providers, ISPs that, can, that are making money? No. So in Krugersdorp, um, there hasn't really been a specific wireless provider that we've, that we've onboarded. But again, we never shy away um, from onboarding local uh, businesses that want to be able to provide a service service to their community members that they're in um, but you know obviously a lot of the ISPs that we have are national ISPs and and Krugersdorf falls within you know Johannesburg region so um, you know it was just your usual ISPs that have been around for quite some time mm. but you know the the smaller ISPs that we've um, and WISPs that we've onboarded in you know your other areas are now able to offer service in Krugersdorp and all these other yeah. areas. So, yeah, although we haven't necessarily empowered, you know, smaller ISPs in these areas, 
um, you know, we've opened doors to other ISPs in, in other areas that, you know, would have never been able to sell their packages in that specific area. So again, um, if there is any uh, wireless providers that would like to join our network and obviously that meet the criteria, we'll gladly have that conversation and gladly see how we can assist in getting them onboarded. Okay, so, I mean, you guys have been in Rustenburg and Uppington. There are opportunities now for those service providers and people in those areas to hit Krugersdorf. No, definitely. So, okay. yeah, we are national, a national FNO and, and all the ISPs that onboard with us um, have the opportunity to sell across our mm. entire network. So it could be a small little ISP in, in Uppington that mm. is growing their base in Krugersdorf. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, oh. it's completely up to them. Tell us the, the story about MPC Projects, one of the companies you got to build and, and install. Um, yeah, so MPZ is is actually a contractor before my time at Evotel, but you know over the last few few years I've got to know them quite well, um, and you know when I look at their growth, you know just across our network and and the size of the teams that they've built, um, you know it speaks really into our main goal, which is uplifting and empowering communities um, from a local labor point of view, and I think MPZ really does that well. Um, you know they started off as a subcontractor. Um, in Krugersdorp and just had that appetite to want to grow their business and scale their business and 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 ultimately be part of this this growth um, of connectivity within South Africa, which is a pretty cool thing to be a part of. So, um, yeah, PZ is an amazing contractor. They they do a lot of work for us even in in other regions, um, and they were you know quite a driving force uh, in the in the rollout of the fiber network. Um, in Krugersdorp, um, but they're also the, the team that maintains the network and also does the installations into homes. Um, so we've, we've built quite a strong long-term relationship with them, and we've got these relationships with other contractors as well, which is, which is pretty cool. Uh, you, you started in one little place in Krugersdorp. I imagine it's, it's a bit like a flower as it, as it expands across. Is, yeah. is Krugersdorp done now, or is there still scope to expand? Um, there, there's always scope. Um, it's just all based on whether we can um, expand the network. You know, there's obviously a lot that goes into building a network, you know, from a funding point of view, from a way leave point of view, um, capacity. Um, we've got a lot of projects on the go. Um, but, you know, we started off in, in Krugersdorp in Rantendal, if I remember correctly, was our first area that we built, you know, in Krugersdorp and it expanded from there. And, and then last year, you know, we added another four or five suburbs, you know, to our Krugersdorp build. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, I think it's an ongoing process. Um, you know, again, our motto is fiber for everyone. So if we get the opportunity to expand our network in any way, in any area, um, we'll gladly take on the challenge and, and our, our goal is to connect as many people as we can. Didn't pick an easy neighborhood, Rantendal. That's no. rocky and lots of hills and lots of dales. Why not go somewhere easier? No, no, that we're going to go where the mountains is. No, yeah, and again, I think that's also the reason for an aerial network. You know, right. um, you know, in areas like that, there's a lot of things that that people don't always see behind closed doors in terms of preparation for a network build that size, and you know. Having environments like it where the ground is hard and rocky, and, and I know we have an area in, in uh, the Northern Cape where we're having that exact same issue, you know, it delays the build substantially. Um, and then in, instead of people, you know, only seeing contractors for three months, they're seeing contractors for six months, um, which, you know, brings its own risks and, and things. Um, so, you know, that was also one of the reasons why we deployed an aerial network there was, you know, you don't have to open trenches across all the, the sidewalks, um, which would have been quite a, quite a tough job for MPZ. Um, and, we, and we chose the aerial route just specifically for that reason. But, yeah, it was a tough, was a tough area. But, you know, Krugersdorp is, is one of our best performing areas, which is, which is amazing to see. The adoption of connectivity, um, you know, was there from the beginning. Although there was pushback, 
I think people realized that you know there was definitely a need for it. So running out of time, Bradley. Uh, one of the, we, we've spoken about the schools. You guys also very proudly about charity initiatives as well, helping uh, underprivileged people. Tell us about one of the charities you've got in Krugersdorf. Um, yeah, so there's a specific charity um, that falls, you know, smack bang in in our rollout um, in Wentworth Park, which is a an action area that we extended, uh, or our Krugersdorf area that we extended into late last year. Um, it's called Wings of Inspiration. You know they've got a very they've got various um, different entities under the umbrella. Um, this one is specifically a women's and children's shelter that you know women that have been abused and kids that have been abused. Um, yeah, so when we got the opportunity to be able to collaborate and work with them and and assist, you know we took it uh, with both hands. And you know to date we have we've made some do- uh, donations and contributions so, you know towards their charity organisation. And you know there's a lot more happening. Um, in the future, you know, we don't want this to just be a short-term type of solution. We want something that, you know, sustainable and long-term for them. Um, and we want them to feel like, you know, we've got their back as much as they've got, you know, a lot of other women and kids back. Um, yeah, very, very exciting initiative that we're part of there. Opportunities for other charities to get involved in other places? Of course. Um, I think it's the thing that separates us from a lot of a lot of other people is the willingness to want to help. Um, and we're in a position to be able to do so. So if there are any charities, schools, um, you know, possibly even households that need assistance. You know, we, we're always open to to having conversations with people and seeing how we can add more value, you know, not just from a connectivity point of view. So, yeah, we encourage people to, again, reach out to us on all our social media pages, email us, call us, um, you know, even come for coffee at our offices if, if, you, if you would like, and I'd gladly meet with everyone. But, yeah, something that we're looking at, at growing substantially over the next year or two um, and it's something that we're really proud of as well. All right, Bradley, best place to find out more about the, the extended Krugersdorp and if you want to get uh, Evertel Fiber into your little neighborhood, where do you go? Um, best thing is to, to go onto our website, which is www.evertel.coza. Um, you know, go to our coverage map, pop in your address. It will tell you, you know, the status of your area. Um, it could possibly be in what we call the show my interest phase. You know, and if it is in the show my interest phase, you know, you can fill in your details um, and we, you know, we get notified every single time there is an expression of interest shown in a specific area. Um, or you could pop us a mail, which is at info at evotile.coza. Um, we also will have a look at, you know, any mails that come in there with people requesting for us to, to possibly um, expand our network. Um, or if you want, just give us, a, give us a shout or pop us a message on, on our Facebook page. Um, we are quite vocal um, on our social media pages. All right, that's another Evertel podcast, Kruger's Dorp, a success story. Hopefully, you'll get a success story in your neighborhood as well. Don't forget to uh, send that email if you want to get Evertel Fiber to your home. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and uh, we'll chat you again in another podcast. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or visit www.evotel.co.za.